Hello everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly analysis and recap of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine, and today we will be getting into Season 2, Episode 2, Sketch. I can pretty confidently say that Sketch is the most disliked character overall in the Skin Cinematic Universe, even through three different generations and casts. She is just the ultimate villain with very little redemption, so it's hard to even feel sympathetic towards her as you would with other antagonists in the show. So let's get into it. We open to Sketch watching Maxie. In the previous episodes, we've been wondering who is watching Maxie taking photos of him while he was out dancing on the roof. And we see who it's been this whole time, and that is Sketch. She's played by an actress named Amy Fionn Edwards, who I had to look up who the actress is because she plays a villain so accurately. So I took a little look into her IMDb. She basically started out with Skins as her first big role, but since then she's had a lot of pretty big jobs. She's been in Peaky Blinders, and ironically she was in Four Weddings and a Funeral, which is what they talk about a lot in this episode, so that's kind of funny. And that was in 2019, so it was recent. Anyway, so... Sketch is watching Maxie out the window. Their apartments are right across the way from each other so she can see directly into his bedroom and she has all these photos of him plastering her walls. It's just absolutely terrifying and very serial killer-ish. The first thing she does after watching him is bind her chest up and normally I would just say, oh, you're non-binary or trans, that's wonderful, good for you, but this is definitely because she knows Maxie's gay and is trying to appeal to his attraction to men, which is very disturbing. And we see later in the episode, at the very end, that she really is just binding for Maxie, so we'll just see that throughout the episode. Anyway, her mom calls her through the intercom. We find out that Sketch's mom is disabled and clearly Sketch is her main caretaker. This raises a lot of questions for me. I don't know much about the UK health system, but I would imagine that normally there would be some sort of nurse or aide even if they were really impoverished, wouldn't there be some sort of help? I don't I don't know that much though, so I am speaking out of ignorance here. But this is where we do feel sympathy for Sketch because that's a really tough situation to be in, to be the only person living with your mom, taking care of her, and having that huge responsibility seemingly from childhood on your shoulders. So We do see that is her struggle, I guess, and her backstory, but I don't think it's okay to use that as an excuse for her behavior throughout this episode. It's just an explanation, not an excuse, I would say, of why Sketch is very different from the other students, I guess. Sketch is a student at the same school as all the rest of the cast, and we see that they're all in theater class together and that they are working on a play called Osama the Musical. I don't think that this plot would fly in 2021, but back then 
it definitely made it through the writing room and it is pretty funny. I mean, it's just the British perspective on 9-11, I guess, and turning it into a musical, which is just like so terrible that it's kind of hilarious. The two main cast members for the musical are Michelle and Maxie, and they're playing the couple that I guess gets killed in the attacks of 9-11. Sketch obviously wishes that she had Michelle's role because they're in love in the play and they kiss and there's a lot of romantic tension and scenes. So of course Sketch wishes that that was her role, but she's just holding the light up. There's also a really disgusting introduction to the drama teacher, Mr. Gelper, who immediately grabs Michelle and kisses her and basically assaults her. And then we kind of just shrug it off and keep it pushing as we tend to do with the pedophilic teachers in the skins world. We are distracted by Michelle's imminent doom in other ways where Sketch tries to drop the light on her from 40 feet up basically fully willing to kill Michelle so that she can take over the role and be able to be on stage with Maxie. We see how deep her obsession with him goes and that it's absolutely terrifying. Also, isn't this kind of like Phantom of the Opera a little bit? I don't remember too much about that, but... We also see that Sketch has been leaving Maxi presents in his locker and she's hiding in the locker next to his, watching through a crack to see his reaction to the gift she left him. And it's just so disgusting. I mean, there's no excuse for her behavior. I don't care how bad her childhood was. She's harassing and stalking this kid and it's really horrifying to watch. Whilst sneaking out of the locker after Maxie and Anwar leave, Sketch finds a flyer for the Oscar-themed party that night that is for the theater class, it seems. It's being held by Mr. Gelbert, so she picks it up and we cut to the party that night. Everyone is arriving in costume, and Bristol's best, hands down, goes to Chris and Kenneth in their Driving Miss Daisy costume. It's literally comedic relief for the entire episode, and Chris is fantastic comedic relief through this episode because it's so tense and scary the whole time, and then Chris will just kind of pop up and make a joke, and so yeah, him in the nightgown and glasses and Kenneth dressed as Hoke and just the whole costume is so amazing. So Bristol's best, Kenneth and Chris in the Driving Miss Daisy costume. So good. Chris also says that Driving Miss Daisy is the only movie he's ever seen and I fully believe it. I was cracking up. It was so good. Tony is at the party dressed as Luke, and Abigail and Michelle both show up dressed as Leia, which again, Chris is kind of like, do you think they know that they're siblings in the movie? Probably not. We're starting to see the friction between Abby and Michelle really increasing after Tony's accident. Abigail was basically like, yeah, you are my boyfriend. Um, I know you have brain damage, so let me just take advantage of that and manipulate you into dating me. 
And Michelle is just so hurt because she wants Tony to remember all the years they spent together and all the memories they have together. And of course, it just crushes her that he is so different and a lot of his memory is gone. We don't know if he'll get them back or if he's just gonna have a blank space for all of those memories forever. So of course, that's really hard on Michelle and she's just struggling a lot with that. Sketch approaches Mr. Gelpert at the party and asks if she can have Michelle's role as the lead in the play, and he's so mean to her, and if she was a nice character or a decent human or even just a neutral person, I would feel bad for her, but it's so funny. He just roasts her, and he's like... For acting, we need truth, and truth is beauty, and ugly people just aren't believable, and you look like a liar. And honestly, is he wrong? No, he's not even wrong, so... Of course, this is not what Sketch wants to hear, so we'll have to see what she comes up with to get her way, because she is the epitome of gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss, that saying that people have been saying. Like, she is the embodiment of all that. We see that Anwar is super desperate to get laid. I don't know why his only personality trait at this point of the show is trying to have sex. I guess he's just supposed to be like the stereotypical teen boy, but... He's really pitiful in this episode, especially, and so he and Maxi are like, okay, let's go try to find a girl that will hook up with Anwar, and they approach Sketch, and she thinks that Maxi is trying to hit on her, and then when she finds out it's for Anwar, she's like, fuck this, and walks away. <laughs> She goes into this side room and Michelle walks in with Tony and so Sketch overhears this whole interaction between those two where Michelle is trying to remind Tony about their relationship and I do feel bad for Michelle in this for all the reasons I just said but also you know, Tony's been through an insane, traumatizing, literally debilitating tragic event so it's kind of unfair to just try to make out with him and hope that he'll remember but in the mind of a teenager maybe that's how that would work it's just kind of sad all around and we also see that like his body his normal body reactions are not really working and that becomes an important plot point through the next few episodes so i guess just like put a pin in Tony's flaccid dick and like we'll circle back to that later. After Tony leaves the room, Sketch uses this opportunity to bond with Michelle, but of course she can't just have good intentions and try to be a good friend. She has ulterior motives that we'll see. And on the way back from the party, Sketch breaks into Maxie's house where he lives with his parents and just fully breaks in and is creeping around and ends up hiding in his room because Maxie's dad realizes someone's there. So Sketch is just hiding in Maxie's room, laying in his bed masturbating. I mean, there's no excuse for this. Like, I don't care how much leeway you want to give her and permission you want to give her and say, oh, she's just sad and fucked up. There's no reason to sneak into someone's house and masturbate in their bed without their knowledge. That's fucking horrifying. That's like a horror movie, literally. Yes, this is a sketch hate account. 
if you don't like it, I'm sorry, you can start your own podcast and talk about all the redeeming qualities of Sketch. This shit fucks me up. I don't like it. <laughs> of course, at some point, Maxie comes home for the night and she's just still in his room. So she hides under his bed all night without moving, without using the bathroom, without drinking a sip of water. She just lays under his bed all night and then sneaks out in the morning. She goes home to her mom we realize her mom has these pain pills that can cause you to vomit, so of course those will come in handy at some point. And Sketch accuses Mr. Galbert of assaulting her just so that she can get him fired because he said she couldn't have the main role in the play. I mean, she's literally the worst person. Even if you don't like other characters in the show, even Angie has some redeeming qualities compared to Sketch. At least Angie is genuinely comforting to the other students. Like, nothing Sketch does is ever genuine or honest or with good intentions. It's always manipulative and it's always shady and she literally accuses this man falsely of assault even though he has done it to other students so like he does deserve it because he genuinely has assaulted Michelle we've seen it but he deserves to be fired for the things he's actually done and not have Sketch take away from his actual victim's experiences by just doing this to manipulate the situation into her favor. With Mr. Gelper out of the way, Maxie is starting to piece everything together because he's seen the camera flashes, so he knows that someone's been taking photos of him. And he figures out that the barrette sketch left on his floor the night she was sleeping under his bed is the same as the one she's wearing at school, which is so stupid. Like, she should just realize that she's missing one of them and not wear them so she doesn't get caught. That's just really poor planning. For someone who seems to be trying to master manipulate everything, you would think she would figure that piece out, but apparently not. And Maxie also sees her giant camera sticking out of her bag, so yeah, the pieces are coming together, so Maxie's on to her. Sketch's little house of cards is all falling apart because her mom figures out that the whole thing was a lie. Like, Maxie talks to her mom and is like, I never dated your daughter. I don't know what you're talking about. So Sketch's mom has figured it out. Maxie's figured it out. Sketch is losing control of the situation. Sketch goes full Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard at the same time, which is an impressive combination of people to act like at the same time, because if you guys remember the Gypsy Rose Blanchard story, her mom Dee Dee would tie her down to the bed so that she couldn't leave, and that's exactly what Sketch does to her mom. She just ties her to the bed and leaves her there so that her mom can't, like, tell the school that Sketch was lying about the assault case. So she leaves her mother tied to the bed, and it's the night of the musical. Sketch has stolen her mom's pain pills to sabotage Michelle, and even Michelle figures it out within five minutes when she's puking from taking all these pills, and she's like, oh, Sketch did this on purpose to try to get the role. There's a really big contrast as I'm talking about it between Tony's manipulation style and Sketch's, where Sketch's 
very haphazard about doing things and doesn't really think everything through where Tony before his accident was always 10 steps ahead of everybody and it took a really long time for him to see the consequences of his manipulation whereas with sketch it's like every step of the way she's getting found out she's not very good at this also the situation with michelle getting sick is just a reminder to not take random pills from people we also learn this in slc punk where heroin bob dies he takes some pills for a headache from someone at a party and he ends up dying so like don't take pills from people even if you think they're your friends Fortunately, Michelle doesn't die like Heroin Bob did in SLC Punk, but she is stuck puking and the puking noises are so horrifying if anyone else was really disturbed by that. I see you. Abigail is sitting next to Tony in the audience being so fucking annoying. It's unbearable. Again, maybe there are some Abigail sympathizers who say, oh, she had a really rough childhood. Her parents are obviously messed up and she just really loves Tony and sort of fangirls about him but come on the scene where she's like this is the seat for your queen bee and just the fact that she's manipulating a man who was hit by a bus and has brain damage and she knows that they weren't really boyfriend girlfriend level of dating before his accident so we're seeing her true character too I've just had it up to here with Abigail and Sketch at this point but you know what they're just girl bosses running their empire. <laughs> Abigail is being so insufferable that even Tony figures it out in his brain damaged state and he goes to find Michelle and there is this really touching moment of them in the bathroom where he's like, I remember saying I love you on the phone before I got hit. And so there's hope. There's hope that Tony's memory will come back and he won't be suffocated by Abigail forever. And if you ship Michelle and Tony, I'm sure your heart was all a flutter. I'm pretty neutral to them. Not for any particular reason. Like, I just am a Sid and Cassie fangirl instead. But for the people that really ship Michelle and Tony, I'm sure this scene, like, gets your heart fluttering. So it was very cute. And Maxie confronts Sketch. And we're not letting people get away with their bullshit anymore. And Maxie's like, I know that it's you. You're fucking crazy. And Sketch is saying exactly what I said in the beginning of the episode, which is, look how flat I've made my chest. I'm basically a boy for you. If you'll love me, you could learn to love me. Like, she's really out of touch with reality. And the final number where the main two characters are supposed to kiss comes up. Sketch looks like the Joker in this makeup. I feel like Michelle would have looked really beautiful, but Sketch looks like the Joker. It's kind of funny. I think that might have been on purpose because it's so uncanny. Maxie's committed to his art, so he does make it through the kissing scene, but he whispers in her ear, I felt nothing. You disgust me. And Sketch freaks out, pushes him away starts crying and just sort of ruins the end of the production. But it's really funny because Chris once again makes a joke and is like, that was a hell of an ending, basically. I think this episode we really see that Chris isn't just sort of an oddball. Like he is such a wonderful soul and such a ray of light in the cast. And it really makes me love his character so much. He's so just 
pure and sweet and almost childlike, even though he makes a lot of, you know, adult jokes. But his soul is just so pure compared to these people with terrible intentions. It really shines out and makes me fall in love with Chris. I love Chris and this episode's so good for showing him. I'm also wondering how long has Sketch's mom been tied to the bed at this point? It's been hours. I feel terrible for her. This is horrifying. Sketch puts on a dress and takes off the binding on her chest and puts on this sort of more traditionally feminine outfit and look and goes to Anwar's house. And Anwar is so down bad that he lets Sketch gaslight him about Maxie and basically say, oh, I want to have sex with you, Anwar. It's you that I've liked the whole time. And Anwar is so desperate that he's like, okay, sure. Which is pretty sad. I don't know. Anwar has had some pretty hot girls before, so I don't know why all of a sudden he's this desperate for Sketch, but whatever. They have the most heinous sex ever, which again, Anwar's had good sex in other episodes. I don't know why he's having this like disgusting, sweaty, greasy, sad sex with Sketch while she's looking at the picture of Maxie on Anwar's bedside. And that's where we leave off. We wonder where will her plans to obtain Maxie's love lead her next and how will she use Anwar as a pawn in her next scheme because that seems pretty guaranteed to happen. So yeah, that's where we leave off. Until next time. I'm so curious if there's another half to the Skins fan that just loves Angie and Sketch and Abigail and hates all of the characters that I think are wonderful people? If so, please write in with your thoughts and your explanations for why you would stand those characters because I'm open to new ways of thinking and perceiving the characters in different ways, but until then, I will be slandering them at all opportunities because I think it's funny. So I hope you guys had fun listening to this episode. I really went off <laughs> on sketch in this one and will continue to do so until further further notice. Next week is Sid's episode and we'll see where his relationship with Cassie is since that has become very complicated. And I hope you all have a beautiful week. Please stay safe and I will see you next Friday. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at ohwowthepodcast as well as on YouTube and on Reddit, etc, etc. And yeah, see you guys next week. Thanks, bye!